is our week in the Weege. Hello and welcome to Week in the Weege. I'm Natalie Crawford. And I'm Selena Jackson. This week in the Weege. 180 jobs at a Springburn rail maintenance firm are under threat after a downturn in work. A campaign to curb alcohol fueled violence this festive season's launched at the garage on Sucky Hall Street. And we could see the first snow of the winter this weekend. <laughs> All that and so much more on this week's Week in the Weege. A very warm hello to you and welcome to Week in the Wedge. I mean, I'm enjoying this Week in the Wedge, are you? Oh, aye. I'd have preferred it if it's Week in the Wedge. Aye, or a Week in Barbados. This is a Week in the Wedge. Welcome back. Thank you very you much. You here last week. We had Carrie Ann. I've had an extended break yeah. because I had Rob Waller and then you had Carrie oh, Ann. You course. had the famous Rob Waller, yeah, of course. Yeah, he was on and now, now you're back because you finally come out the corner from crying about Brexit. Nearly. Nearly. <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> we didn't mention it in the headlines, but I don't feel like we can go any further without mentioning it because it has no. been the biggest story anywhere, whether you're in the weed or outside of the weed. It's just, it's everywhere. Like every other week. I feel, oh, do you know what? But See, when I was doing my bulletins last night, I got into this really bad habit where I opened up a new document to write my bulletin and top of it, I was like, Brexit. And I thought, I'm not even talking about Brexit in this bulletin. I'm talking about Theresa May's vote of no confidence, but I'm so used to going Brexit, Brexit, Brexit that you forget that other things are actually happening in the world. But it is all connected, though. It is connected, that's right. Do you know, she's not got the deal that MPs... I nearly said MSPs were hoping for. I mean, it's not the deal MSPs were hoping for either, but it's particularly not the deal MPs were wanting. So then there was the vote of no confidence because they passed the 48 letter threshold but then she won it because she said she's going to leave before the next general election so she managed to pull back some votes but Brexit's still happening but Brexit might not be happening but the backstop and it's just it's a bit relentless isn't it (laughs) do you know I actually read something this week that I think sums it up more accurately than anything else I've seen and it was was to do with American politics but they were talking about the exhausted majority of voters and I was like do you know what that is exactly how a lot of us feel (laughs) and they were kind of saying you know everyone's getting swamped by all the big voices whether on the far left or the far right or kind of some in between but the majority of people sit in this kind of centre ground where they think okay I might have supported it I might yep. not have, but can we just get on with it and get back to regular life because I can't be bothered with it anymore. And I think that's probably quite an accurate representation of how, well, it's how I feel, but yeah. I think it's, it's probably it's how a lot of people feel. whole um meme, that, that video that went viral uh, when the last general election was called of, of Brenda from Bristol. <laughs> oh, not another one. It's I'm that. sick of this. That's it's exactly how that. we feel. Although you know- I did, I did see a video last night which cheered me up, and it was Love Actually reimagined with Theresa May and Jeremy Corbyn and Angela Merkel, and it just it, it brought a bit of humour. Oh, it was you probably need to one add of that. I will. I think it was one of the least intelligent things <laughs> I've watched all week, but it was a bit of light relief as we were waiting for the results of this big vote to come through. So if you've not seen it yet, I recommend everyone goes and watch it. It's very funny. We will do that right after this. The only thing I've come across this week that has been more divisive than Brexit is the Radio Clyde Christmas desk <gasps> decorating Don't competition. Don't get us started. Did you oh see my Did goodness. you see what Cassie of George and Cassie put on Twitter? That was sabotage. It was absolute <gasps> sabotage. Oh. The angle 
that she took the picture at was not flattering. It was an unflattering angle. And we're saying this as two people that are very invested in the news <laughs> team's entry into this competition. Many, many hours were spent standing on top of desks with rolls of gaffer tape, putting a sparkly, tinselly Christmas tree <laughs> around our desk. If, if you've been living under a rock and, and you've not been on Twitter and the Clyde One social media because there's a post Why up on Why wouldn't you be? You don't there, follow us a, religiously. There's a post up on Instagram as well. So basically what's happening is all the different pods that we call them, all the different departments in Radio Clyde HQ are having a Christmas desk decorating competition. So news were actually the first to put this up and we've got mm-hmm. this elaborate christmas tree scene and we've decorated our our boss sits in a, an office to the side of our wee um newsroom and we've decorated her window and it is absolutely beautiful and the, but the smack talk we've been getting off other departments there was a whole big thing because sales had something nicked and then i'm sure someone's <gasps> put a pin through our blow up reindeer yeah our reindeer is looking really sad now yeah. and i want to know who's done it because i've tried to tape it up a good three or four mm-hmm. times and then you just give it a little it squeeze and, your tss, and it's some it's sabotage i'm convinced of it but natalie and becky who also works in the news desk were taking the, the shall we say the the case the whatever you want to call yeah, it the case of the sales sabotage yeah, very seriously because, because they had in the frame because it basically they had the light up noel sign and it was the end that went missing so everybody was like oh Natalie from News it's definitely her that's <laughs> stolen the end and I'm like it's not me not like me. it's, it's ge- really genuinely not me I have no reason to no need to sabotage anybody else's entry because ours is good so good I'm not intimidated. I'm not intimidated. They have styled it out. They've now made it into an ole and put Spanish flags and Feliz Navidad all around it. So, you know, fair play to them. They're not going to win, though. Maybe we should talk about some news. Some actual news. Do we have to? Yeah. Quite quite a serious story, unfortunately. So, sorry to lower the mood. (laughs) Um, 180 workers at Gemini Rail Maintenance in Springburn got told this week that their jobs are at risk after a downturn and work which obviously to to say that that sucks so close to christmas is the biggest understatement ever so basically what they do at this site in springburn is they take the trains and they're responsible well as it sounds for maintaining it for upgrading the kind of older carriages and all that kind of thing and they're they're mostly serviced by scotrail but as scotrail Obviously, we we know over the last couple of months they've been upgrading all their fleets mm-hmm. um, to these new super duper three six whatever high touchy these amazing trains that are like flying between Glasgow and Edinburgh like there's no tomorrow. All the work has kind of downturned. At, um, Gemini Rail maintenance things are looking positive though mm-hmm. I say that I touch with things are looking positive it got raised at First Minister's questions today by MSP Bob Doris he's asked Nicola Sturgeon to look into it let's, let's just hear that exchange first of all will the First Minister commit to bringing together all relevant parties including Gemini Rail trade unions and Scottish Enterprise to do all we can to secure the future of as many jobs as possible at this historic site and the Scottish Government has shown a strong willingness to act in such circumstances previously, will act now, not just for the workers themselves and for my constituents, but also for the strategic interests of the Scottish economy. First Minister. 
Well, can I thank Bob Doris for raising this issue? And uh, yes, I will uh, ask the Transport uh, Minister to bring uh, all interested parties together in the way that he describes. Uh, the Scottish Government learned of this development only through the media. And let me say, I am extremely disappointed that that is the case. Officials met with the new owners last week, uh, but no reference was made on any immediate plans to make such an announcement. Uh, the Scottish Government, of course, will continue to engage constructively with the owners in the interests of the staff affected and the overall Scottish economy. And we're committed to supporting rail services and, of course, have made record investment in rail in recent years. Uh, the market for refurbishment of older uh, rolling stock is challenging, but there does remain opportunities to bid uh, for future work. So uh, I will ask the Transport Secretary uh, to uh, convene interested parties and, of course, uh, ask Bob Doris to be part of these discussions. Yeah, so, sorry, I was totally distracted there. <laughs> um, so Nicola Surgeons asked the Transport Secretary Michael Matheson to look into it. MS, M so Nicola Sturgeon has asked the Transport Secretary Michael Matheson to look into it. Also looking into it is the area's MP, Paul Sweeney. He raised it in the Commons today with the, the Speaker of the House, Andrea Leadsom, and she's encouraged him to open up a, a members debate about it um, and I think Labour leader Richard Leonard is involved as well and they're working closely with Unite the Union to try and secure these jobs so I mean the writing isn't quite on the wall yet but obviously horrible news to get right before Christmas. Mm, of course I mean horrible news to get any time really but I think it's just this sad um state of affairs that we've almost got used to now obviously we were talking about Michelin just a few weeks ago and you know kudos to all the politicians and the unions for getting involved in this pretty quickly um, obviously we can just hope that enough can be done to secure secure these jobs but you know my heart goes out to the people that are sitting in uncertainty right now and not knowing where they're going to be in you know even just a few weeks time It's a week in the weed. I'm afraid we're not moving in on to anything anymore cheery at the moment at, at the moment there's a, a throw we're going to talk about something exciting we've in got to bring it up at the end yeah. we will um a campaign's been launched in glasgow this week to encourage us all not to get into fist fights while we're full of the booze that's i mean that's it that is the that's that's the gist of it. it yeah that is the gist of it um it's police scotland have launched their annual one punch campaign they basically want to emphasize to us all that even just a little shove you know one push one punch when you get a wee bit aggravated you've had too much to drink it could have fatal and life-changing consequences yep. not only for the person that you've hit but also for yourself they could fall back they could hit their head anything could happen to them when mm. you're both had a wee bit too much to drink and you will end up in jail with a very lengthy sentence. So let's just hear what ACC Bernard Higgins from Police Scotland had to say. We're asking uh, particularly young men um, to consider the consequences if they throw a single punch um, because last year what we saw is that tragically six people lost their lives as a result of one punch. That's devastating to, to the families of, of the poor people that, that, that died but also has a massive impact on the individual that, that, that threw the punch as well. Now we're not trying to be party poopers here, we know at this time of year all across Scotland there's going to be lots of office parties and nights out and that's great and you know come out and enjoy yourself but what we're saying is if you get in, if you have too much to drink then your decision making becomes bad. 
Um, and what we're saying is if you get into a situation where you can feel tempers are starting to flare, just stop, pause, take 10 seconds, walk away. Our other really strong advice, and this isn't just to, to, to people that might be uh, affected by the One Punch campaign, is that in general safety terms, see when you're out in the night out, have a plan. Know how you're going to get home. If you're going to go home at 11 o'clock or midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning, stick to that plan. Make sure you've got you know, the last time of the, the train, you've got a taxi book, you've got somebody coming in to pick up. If you stick to your plan, then you're less likely to get involved something uh, uh, something else further down the line. I think that's a really important thing to draw attention to because it's not something that necessarily always involves people that you know are going out looking for a fight they might not be getting into fights as a matter of course and you know we've heard before of people getting into these situations and they've said you know I didn't mean to hurt someone it was a stupid argument that we had and it was never supposed to come to anything serious so I think it's it's really good that Police Scotland's highlighting this and saying look one punch can be enough to change your life and to change the life of someone else in a really really serious way so you know I think what was their advice it was you know count to ten and just walk away I think that's really good because you know a lot of people when they've maybe had one too many it's it's easy to lose context of that and it's it's easy to get caught up in the minute so you know it's it's a good thing to be drawn attention to a week in the week so we promised you we would finish on a happy note well, well, maybe a happy note. I know, it depends what side of the fence you fall down on this well, one. Well, that's true. A happy, optimistic note from me, maybe a bit of a pain to everyone else. But yeah, I'm quite excited about it. Well. Oh, that's fine then. So basically, we've been speaking to the Met Office yep. about the chance of snow over Christmas, over the next couple of weeks, and whether or not we're going to be getting a white Christmas. So that's still uncertain bit non-committal yep. not bit really sure 50, yet 50 50 there might be snow there might not be snow but I tell you when there will be snow when this weekend <gasps> do you know what's really good it's my birthday this weekend oh, so if it snows my birthday I'm gonna be so excited I'm gonna be so excited I I, my birthday is in January and I always get really excited if I get snow on my birthday did you get the beast from Nice last year though no 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 oh, that's so good that then. beast from Nice was kind of February March was it was it yeah. as late as that mm-hmm Gosh, because I remember coming here in January and having to put a shovel and wellies in my car and that was, I think, the second and third week in January and I was, oh, putting a shovel and blankets and towels in my car and thinking, God, the neighbours are going to be wondering what I've been up to seeing me stacking up my car like this. But (laughs) it it was brutal. Yeah. There's yellow warnings in place for this weekend for both snow and for freezing ice. Do you know what freezing ice is? I don't. I just kind of assumed that would be ice. No. So freezing ice is rain that falls and the water is so, so cold that basically the minute it hits the ground, it just Ah. freezes and it becomes that clear ice that you kind of struggle to see. So it was really, really hazardous if this freezing rain comes and then it everywhere just turns into a big ice rink. So there's yellow warnings in place from the Met Office from like midday on Saturday all through the night into Sunday and we've been speaking to the Met Office they've been giving us all the details um, Simon Partridge which is a very Christmassy it's name it's a very Christmassy name I um, like that yes, Simon Partridge in a pear tree <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't mind I said he's that he's going to talk to us about the snow 
Yeah, currently there is a Met Office yellow warning that's been issued. That's valid from midday on Saturday, and that runs all the way through to 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. It basically covers an area from the southern Pennines all the way to the north of Scotland, um, and it covers for snow and freezing rain. Um, So we could see some fairly heavy snowfall over the highest ground of Scotland, particularly Grampians and the Highlands. We could see quite widely 10 to 20 centimetres of snow, some of the higher parts there could reach up to 40 centimetres of snow. Um, a bit lower down, um, at more sort of a, the nearer to sea level, we could see a couple of centimetres of snow in places where some localised snowfall up to around about five centimetres. But the big risk, um, a bit further south, mainly through the Borders region, is that through the overnight period we will see that snow turn to freezing rain. And that's basically super cold rain that when it hits any surface instantly freezes to clear ice, which can cause some severe issues on, on roads in particular. So uh, so certainly something to be aware of if you're planning on any journeys, particularly uh, early Sunday morning or late Saturday night. So there you go. There we go. Happy, happy news for us if you like the snow, but also with a serious note to it. Please, 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 please take care if you're out on the roads this weekend. This is a week in the Ouija. Well, that almost brings us to the end of the show. But before we go, it's time to find out how good our Glasgow geography is <sighs> as Natalie plays Where in the Ouija. Do I have to? Yes, you do. Mm. You've made me do it before. And can we just, can we have a points recap in case... People can't remember from about three weeks ago when I was last here. It is two and a half points to me. I will take that half a point with pride. Okay. To one. Um, I mean, it doesn't is really... It one? M- yeah, one, maybe. This is really important, Natalie. I know. I'd appreciate it if you take it seriously. I'm losing. I, I'm losing. It doesn't matter what the score is. I'm losing with every single person that I play with. I'm <laughs> losing to you. I'm losing to Colin. And I'll never be able to redeem myself because he's away. And I'm losing to Rob and I'm losing to Kerry Ann. Well, I feel like the Colin one can just be wiped clean now. Okay, well, I'm still losing to three people. That's not good odds. A week is a long time in news. And it's an even longer time in week in the weeds. And anything yeah. can change in a week. Well, that was supposed to sound more motivational. Thank you. That sounded just, a bit strange. Just in case like, you're sitting listening and going, what are they talking about? What is wearing the weech? Basically, every week, one of us takes the turn, a turn to guess what part of Glasgow in the West the other is talking mm-hmm. about based on three clues. If we get it right on the first clue, we get three points. The second clue, it's two. And the third clue, it's one. So on and so forth. There's there's a running tally and I'm just terrible at this. So, Selena, go. You just have more faith clues. in yourself. You're going to be fine. Mm. So... My first clue, I'm going to give you a kind of location clue first, just so you okay. can get your bearings. So this place is southwest of Glasgow. And traditionally, we'll say more than 100 years ago, it was a kind of textile production hub or one of a few in the area. Is it Paisley? No, but you're not far away. Okay. If that helps. Maybe. It's on the edge of the Glenifer Brays. Still Paisley? It's very close to Paisley, I think. I think. <laughs> um, this is why you don't give people that are bad at geography to do this. The, the only places that I can think that were a textile hub that are on the Glenifer Braes is pl- places like suburbs of Paisley. Glenburn, Foxbar, Renfrew. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. What's the third clue? In 2007, it was named the best place in the UK to raise a family. Erskine? Uh-uh. Where? Barhead. Oh. See, I thought you were going to get that. 
Yeah, I should have. I told I you my clothes guessed. were. I don't know. I feel like my clothes. No, were they quite were really. Big. They were really good clothes. I think really? I'm just rubbish. I, I wouldn't have got that, but I don't know. Face, so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like anyone I ask no, is always I, unfair. I should have got that. I wasn't thinking about the Glenifer Breeze stretching to Barhead, but I guess it, it does. It does. So well done, you. See, before we go, because we're nearly at the end, yes. I have one thing that I would, I would like to do. What's this? What age are you, Selena? I'm I know you should never ask a lady your age, but tell us anyway. I'm going to be 23. Oh, 23. 23. I'm the baby of the news I remember team. 23. Oh, I don't. I, they've, ju- they've just done this out in the newsroom. They went and Leslie went and sang Happy Birthday and yep. I went a very flattering shade of crimson, I think. So I'll accept this and then we'll never talk of it again. A Week in the Weege is a Radio Clyde News production. For the latest around the clock, follow on Twitter at Radio Clyde News. That brings us to the end of today's Week in the Weege. Join us again next time for more on the biggest stories across Glasgow and the West. And don't forget to follow us on iTunes. Nope. (laughs) Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes and we'll see you next time on A Week in the Weege. Bye-bye. Bye.